Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi, Michael. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thanks, Barbara. It's great to be here. I'm glad to be had, as it were. Oh, that's great. Would Would you take a minute or two to introduce yourself, who you are, and where you live, and what you do? Sure. Uh, I always have a hard time with those questions. You know, the who are you question. It's so complicated, and I, I did a lot of research on identity. So whenever I'm asked that question, my head starts to spin. I have lived many lives, let's say. I was a professional musician. I still am. And I'm, after working for years in the not-for-profit world, I'm now an executive coach. I'm certified in Core Clarity, Sherpa Executive Coaching. I have some other certifications as well. Uh, I'm an adjunct professor at the Townsend Institute, their master's program for organizational leadership. I'm a husband and father and grandfather an avid motorcyclist and just thrill seeker. So that's kind of who I am and what I do. Wow. That's, that is <laughs> a lot. I know when we've connected a little bit um, over zoom, I guess mostly zoom with um, our work together with core clarity. And I kind of maybe read about some of those things, but yeah, I'd love to hear more about that sometime. So, um, well, I appreciate so much just the wisdom that you bring just to our um, group of people that connect sometimes with core clarity as we try to help others understand their um, top five Clifton strengths and just the value of that. And I know that you have, I'm sure, talked with thousands of people. I don't, I'm not sure what the number is, but I know just in our work with crew, I've seen that you've you've met with a lot of people, but tell me a little bit about your um, journey with your understanding your strengths and like why you're passionate about this work with Clifton Strengths. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I, I'm really honored to be here, really. And my, my strengths journey began probably 20 years ago when uh, I was with the music ministry and crew keynote and mm-hmm. somebody brought in the Strengths Finder assessment, and we did that. And I thought, well, now this is really interesting. And my top five are input, connectedness, ideation, communication, and strategic, which means I gather lots of stuff, including information. I connect the world of information to people. So being an adjunct professor and a trainer and coach kind of fits right in line with that. At some point, you may know Bob Teedy. Yes. He, uh-huh. Okay. So he came to keynote and with our executive team led led us through the core clarity material. And all of a sudden, my understanding of my top talent themes and how they work together just exploded. And 
I, that's why I refer to core clarity as strengths finder on steroids. It is so, so powerful when we start looking at how the talents are influencing one another. I had the opportunity then to uh, develop uh, a team that was a combination of marketing, recruiting, and fund development at Keynote. And I, was, uh, I wanted to do a strengths-based team. And together with my, with my co-director, that's what we did. And it worked so well. I was able to apply what I learned about core clarity, but also what I learned in my master's program at Gonzaga University. I got a master's degree in communication and leadership. And Barb, you asked about what I'm so excited about. During my research on identity, one of the things that, that came up is that when people feel known, when leaders acknowledge a person's design and try to lead that person according to that design, things go really well. And mm. as I was digging into this research, it dawned on me that when we treat people like human beings and honor the way they're designed, we honor them. If we don't, and it's dehumanizing. But more importantly, mm -hmm. we honor God. It, in a way, it's an act of worship to say, oh, I love the way Barb is designed. How can I lead her more effectively according to the way God created her? And so that is, for me, really the underlying theme of all the training I do, whether it's in the secular world or the nonprofit or, or Christian world. I really want to help people get dialed into this idea that God knew what he was doing when he designed each and every person and when he designed each team. Mm. Wow. Yes, that that is exciting. And I think it's so encouraging when we see that in action and mm -hmm. we help people to understand the people around them that they're working with or their spouse or <laughs> someone else that, that they're around. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's exciting. As you've probably met, I think, with um, myriads of people over the years and workshops and coaching, what would you say is some of the best advice that you have for people that um, as you're meeting with them and kind of launching into things about their strengths or the people on their team? Well, that's a great question. Barbara, I, one of the first things I start with is making sure that people are comfortable with their results. And if they're not comfortable with the results, encourage them to give the assessment the benefit of the doubt. Let's just assume that these results are correct. And as we learn more about the talents and how to build them into strengths and you experience them, if it still feels off, then we can talk about that. But the Clifton Strengths Assessment is one of the most reliable assessments that a person can access, and therefore, scientifically as well as anecdotally, what I find again and again is that as people begin to understand their talents, the the results make more sense. Uh, I think too, the the other thing is uh, again, let's just let's go with God and what He was doing when he created each one of us. And the best thing we can do is go along with that. Sort of the idea of train up a child according to his design, lead people according to their design. 
and lead out of your design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me, have you had any, I'm sure lots of stories, but like people that just had light bulbs come off or maybe just were so um, encouraged or surprised or tears, whatever, just, um, just some real interesting stories of people as they learn about their strengths. Yeah. I, one of my most memorable coaching calls was with a Fuller Seminary student. I am subcontracted by a friend at Fuller Seminary to coach students. It's part of their program. And I used to be in the human resources and there's a human resources director at keynote and you know in human resources you pretty much hear everything a person can hear <laughs> yeah and then so this i get on the phone with this guy and the first thing out of his mouth is i have something to confess to you and i thought well this is not going to be the call i thought it was going to be and i said okay what do we need to talk about and he said well i lied I said the developer was in my top five when actually competition is in my top five. Mm. And it's something that, that God has really convicted me of because I love to win and I destroy people. I talk trash and it's just not good. Mm. <laughs> and I figured that developer was a better talent for someone in ministry than competition. <laughs> oh. And they're both in the same, they're both in that same quadrant so i said that i had developer mm. i said well okay great i thank you for letting me know that that's fine and i don't want to get in the way of what god is doing uh, at the same time let's uncover what this talent is about uh, it's about in its strength form it's about taking people to a better place it's about uh, increasing raising the level of performance for everyone and the team that's a great thing now, as talent, yes, it can be very self-focused and you may have a strong need to win. But as a strength, it's incredibly powerful. And if we don't have the, the competition talent, we don't break the four-minute mile and we don't put a man on the moon. All these things that we've accomplished, a lot of times are driven by people who have competition. Mm. But when it's in its strength form, as all of the talents, when or talent themes, when they are in their strength form, they are incredibly productive. And in their talent form, yes, they can be destructive personally and to others. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think there's I think there's several of those kind of um, stories that people really don't like a particular talent. What I know, like when we do at the workshop, there's a time when we talk about talents that could collide. Have you had any... Um, feisty or interesting um, discussions with people as you've um, talked about talents that can collide or in with a married couple or something like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I, right before this interview with you, I was in a coaching call with someone and we were discussing how this person's talent and, talents and their supervisor's talents are interacting and creating conflict. And so that was very <laughs> stimulating, shall we say. Uh, I find that when I'm facilitating groups, there's one particular talent that trips me up, and that's analytical. Mm -hmm. 
analyticals, they're great thinkers. They can be very skeptical. I did a seminar with a team last week and half of this team have analytical. Mm. Now, as someone who has communication and strategic ideation, I like living in the world of ideas and a real, I take a dialogical approach when I'm facilitating and training and analyticals are thinking and they are listening and evaluating pretty much every word you say. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not, they're not talking, they're thinking. And I forgot about that. And <laughs> I was, I really had this, it was a struggle to stay in my right, right frame of mind and, and cut down my own chatter that's saying they think you're an idiot. They're not listening. All that stuff that happens in our head and just go, okay, I'm going to get through this. But then afterwards, as I reflected on the training and I, I realized that, oh my gosh, half the people in the room have analytical. No wonder it was the way it was. So that was just a miss on my part. And yeah. that's okay. You yeah. Learn. I know my um, husband has analytical, so I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yep, it's yeah. Fun. And and I think that's not one that a lot of people seem to have. And so um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good one for all of us to understand more with we're, if we have it or if we're around people that have it for sure. Oh yeah. 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 So you asked about aha moments. Uh, if I, if I may, yes. another amazing moment was when I was doing a facilitation two day team building workshop with a U.S. army basic training battalion. And when they saw the chart of uh, all the talents and who is most like the team and who is least like the team, light bulbs went Mm. off and they went, oh my gosh, no wonder that guy is so different and we have a hard time getting along with him. And he was just so, so far different than everybody else. Like, I don't think he had a single Mm. talent in common with with anybody, maybe one. And he happened to be the non-commissioned officer in charge of sexual harassment, Mm. the NCOIC of sexual harassment. And he was terrible at it. And everybody knew he was terrible at it. Well, he didn't have any blue talents. Mm -hmm. He didn't have empathy or harmony, especially. And they they looked at that and they went, oh my gosh, no wonder he's terrible at that job. He hates it. He's not doing a good job. Okay. We're going to, he's removed. We're going to find something else for him to do. Who in this room wants to be the NCOIC of sexual harassment? Somebody with empathy and harmony. And there happened to be a, I believe it was a lieutenant in the room, a woman said, I would love that job. Please let me do it. I've wanted to do that ever since I got here. And I know he's terrible at it. No offense, but he is. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so they were making changes on the spot. These guys were so dialed in. It was it was really fun working with them. Mm, that's great. Yeah. And it it is um so so encouraging for those people. I mean, it can be a mix such a mixed bag because they can feel so alone mm-hmm. when they, they are the only one. But but then seen right. and like uh, hopefully he's that guy's happy now. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. Well, as you, as you think about even uh, the things that you're doing and focusing on and meeting with so many different kinds of people, which of your talents do you feel like you um, lean into the most or have you 
learned the most about as you've been doing this? I mean, like you said, they kind of all mix together and seems like such a great, great role and opportunities that you have in bringing this work and insight to people. But as you think about your own strengths, what are you, what are you taking away from your own strengths? Ask more questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because what I, what I learned uh, a couple of years ago at, at the Mobilize conference is that there there are intensifying talents for the communication talent, which is in my top five. And those intensifying talents include input, connectedness, ideation, and strategic. So it can be very easy for me to back up the dump truck of everything I've inputted in my life and just start dumping on people or coming up with ideas being strategic which with 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 communication can look like command so learning to ask questions so leaning into my input in a healthy way to ask questions of people to find out what is it that they want to know what is it they need to know and then give them that rather than everything that i know Mm, that's good yeah, I have connectedness is the only one I have similar to you, but I I know that I could take that advice too because I have lots of things to say that of all the connections I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connectedness is so much fun. It's like playing word association with yourself. You you hear something and then bang, you're onto another subject, another topic, and they, it all kind of fits together. And everybody else thinks you're an idiot. I know. I, we were laughing about crazy. that last night. It's like it does make sense. This makes sense to me. <laughs> right, right, right. I've I've had more than one person say to me, "Does your brain always work like this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, this is just kind of what I do," you know. <laughs> mm. So what, what in particular do you do that helps you develop your strengths? I know like there's all kinds of ideas and a lot of it is just using strength, but is there, have you taken any particular course? I mean, a lot of, I think probably all the things you've been doing have been developing them, but does anything come to mind as you think about that? Wow, that's that's a great question. Or any good books that you've that have helped you, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, because I'm so much in my head. You know, four of my top five talents are reflect talents, uh, very cognitive, and my one relationship building talent is communication, which isn't necessarily the warmest talent. Uh, one of the books that has been really helpful to me is a book by John Townsend called People Fuel. And in that book, it underscores the importance of relationships and really the fuel, the energy, the relational energy that we get from relationships. Uh, It's very easy for people who have a lot of the reflect talents or who don't have blue talents to feel like, oh, I can get this done. I don't need people or whatever. When there is nothing, and I mean nothing, in the scientific world, whether it's neurology or counseling or psychology, um, that supports the idea that we don't need other people. Mm-hmm. As I, I like to tell teams that there's a reason solitary confinement is a punishment. Okay, it is not good for man to be alone, plain and simple. And I'll, if I may, I'll take that idea one step further. When I'm facilitating with Christian groups and in ministries, 
I really like to to put a fine point on that because to be made in the image of God and to live out what it means to be made in the image of God, we necessarily must be in relationships. And so it's easy to think, oh, I've only I've got these top five talents. This is what I do, but this is all that I don't do. That's by design because it forces us into relationships where we are designed to be needy and that's okay and because we're forced into relationships we're able to experience the image of god because god himself is a relationship his father son and holy spirit so uh, trying to help people embrace their humanity Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things to do when i'm facilitating is create what i call gray space where the team sees, oh, that person's different from me, and that's okay. And we're having conflict because we're designed differently, and that's okay. Right? Now, I, I don't have to make our conflict a personal character issue. It, let's make it a design issue. Right? Michael, I don't need your communication talent right now because I'm trying to think. <laughs> so if you can you know, dial that back, it would really help. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, sorry, i totally oblivious because I'm in my head and talking about what's in my mm-hmm. head. So That's good. I want to get that book. That sounds like a great one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I think another great one is the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. That has been very, very transformative and done a lot to help me see how my talents get hijacked and get me in trouble. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Well, um, any other advice you would give to somebody that's um, curious about their strengths or maybe maybe someone that's not curious about their strengths? Hmm. Interesting question. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't give them advice. I'd just ask them, tell me about this lack of interest in what you're designed to do. Mm. Where does that come from? You know, and and then from there begin to have a dialogue about the power of doing what you're designed to do. Um, I, if, if friends of mine are listening to this, they'll they're probably tired of hearing this. But I, I one of my favorite analogies is to say people are like cars. And if you see a car, you know it's a car. It has four wheels, an engine, brakes, and a steering wheel. That's about it. And you can tell by the design what it does. But it's hard to tell when you see a person what they're designed to do. And if if you want to go fast, you're going to get a Ferrari, probably. That's what most people say. And do you, uh, if you want to go off-road, you're going to get a Jeep or Land Rover or something like that, some 4x4. Are you going to take your Ferrari off-road? No, you're not. That's just not a good idea. Maybe it can do a little bit of that, but it's not going to go real well. And if you race a Ferrari in a Jeep, you're not going to win. That's not going to go real well. People are like that. And what Clifton Strengths allows us to see, and to an even greater exponential degree, core clarity, what people are designed to do. If you're a Ferrari, be a Ferrari. If you're leading a bunch of Ferraris, don't take them off-road. Find out what you're designed to do and do that. That is where you're going to be successful. Mm. That's great. Wow. That's exciting. And it, I, um, yeah, 
just preaching to the choir. I mean, it's just fun to <laughs> to be able to help people say, okay, well, let's start with these top five strengths. And what does that mean? And why do you, when have you loved using these? And what are you yes. passionate about? And I don't know, mm -hmm. it sounds so simple, but I sometimes can't sleep at night thinking about wanting to talk to people about that or encouraging people when they're just in their jet stream and really being who God made them to be. Yes. Yes. I, one of my favorite quotes, and it took me a while to wrap my head around it from St. Arrhenius, who said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what? That is kind of, that's so man-centered. But the more I've reflected on it, the more I, I agree that when we do what God designed us to do, he is glorified. And we let other people do what God designed them to do. God is glorified. Yeah. Hmm. That's great. Well, you've given us so many um, good things to think about and just encouragement. I hope for our listeners to, if they haven't um, done this assessment, to to click and take take the mm -hmm. assessment for $20 and learn like, okay, what are your yeah. top five strengths? And let's talk more about that. But one last question mm -hmm. I have for you is what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? I think just the opportunity to work with teams. I was in Chicago last week working with a team and like I said, there are a bunch of analyticals, and so that was a little tricky to navigate. <laughs> but it was great. It was great. I just love facilitating groups. And then I was in Los Angeles on Saturday uh, doing a three-hour workshop on emotional intelligence and how that interacts with StrengthsFinder and positive intelligence. And seeing the light bulbs mm -hmm. go on with people. Here's what it is. It's when people start to fall in love with themselves. That's what brings me joy. I think it's I think it's one hundred percent biblical. Obviously, I'm not talking about a narcissism, which there seems to be plenty of, but a true, healthy love of oneself that's rooted in God's love for them. That that's great. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This has been so great. And um, I know it will bless the people that listen to it. And I appreciate you taking time you. To, to let me pick your brain about all these things. So thank you so much. Absolutely. My okay, pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.